Welcome to the Avail Leadership Podcast, where our goal is to help you take your leadership to the next level. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're exploring leadership principles with Josh Denhart. Get ready for a mix of science, creativity, energy, and solid leadership insights. God has a unique calling for each of our lives. The question is, do you know yours? Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to the Avail Leadership Podcast. We are here for another amazing conversation with an amazing leader that is going to help us in our amazing journeys of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra. I'm the Avail Leadership Media Host. Uh, I'm also the lead pastor of Vertical Church, Iglesia Vertical, in South Florida, where we are one church, two languages. I am honored today to... Uh, embark on a journey. This is going to be a journey of a podcast with an amazing guest. Again, Avail Leadership exists to produce uh, and get out there more quality leadership content, practical, relevant, effective leadership content for those of you who are leading in your communities, leading in your churches, leading in the marketplace. And today is not going to disappoint. I have the honor and privilege of speaking today with Josh Denhart. His story is a story with a lot of a lot of fun twists and turns, uh, starting from uh, 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 being a chemistry teacher, high school chemistry teacher, children's pastor, and a lot of other bumps in the journey that have led him to be an amazing leader. Josh, I'm excited to get in this conversation. Yeah, How yeah. are you feeling today? I'm doing good. I'm super excited. These are, uh, these are conversations that I love. These are, uh, I, I love platforms like this, and uh, I'm super excited, man. This is going to be fun. I agree. I think a lot of people, I think the people who know you know how fun this is going to be. And those who don't know you are, are <laughs> buckling their seatbelts right now. That's right. Um, you know, I, I, one of the things that I enjoy most about the Avail uh, Leadership Podcast is we have all kinds of leaders with all kinds of experience. Yeah. But your story and your journey, uh, Josh, in particular, is very intriguing to me for a lot of reasons. And, and, and interwoven to everything is leadership. And so Absolutely. Uh, why don't you take a few minutes and just share a little bit about your story, your journey in leadership, and, and, and let us enjoy that ride with you. You betcha. Well, the, the funny thing is that I... I was a former high school chemistry teacher, right? Um, I taught high school chemistry. I have a love and an, and an affinity for the periodic table. If I could pull my camera over, you'd see I have a periodic table on my wall. How random is that? But I loved teaching high school chemistry and I loved all things chemistry. And But above that, I really, I, I became a Christian at 21. So I kind of had, I was kind of wild, kind of crazy, kind of <laughs> partied a lot, right? And God drew me truly out of the darkness into his marvelous light. And, and I viewed my opportunity to teach chemistry as the vehicle by which I could reach people. I was wow. really, to be truthful with you, I was almost like a chemist, like a, like I was like a, a youth pastor with <laughs> chemistry as my cover, if that makes sense. That's so cool. But I had fun. I had fun and it was great. I, I had some national recognition as a chemistry teacher, but really my true burn and my true heart was the Lord Jesus Christ um, and, and, and was ministry. And so I, I, I came to a point where I thought, good gracious, I, I'm spending a lot of my personal energy on teaching the difference between inter and intra molecular forces. Now, listen, that's good, wow. but I wanted more. You know what I'm saying? And so my That's church, so my, my church, 
I had been serving it as a volunteer for many, many, many years. And that was an, that's an incredible part to the story, actually. So I was serving in many capacities in lots of different ways at our church. And in a sense, it's a little tongue-in-cheek as I say this, but the leadership of the church came to me and said, hey, listen, man, you're here quite a bit. Why don't you just take over uh, this one wing of the church? And so I, I actually I th- think of it. Real quick, Virgil, <laughs> like like uh, a James Bond driving down the road in a very well-equipped car, and then all of a sudden he decides, I'm out, and he pulls a trigger, and he gets launched out, ejects and gets launched out of the car. And so that was me, very successful high school chemistry teacher, and now I'm in the deep end of the ministry pool, right? And I have a scores and scores of volunteers to take care of. That was a critical moment in my life, and we'll, we'll talk about that through the podcast. But then... After over, let's see, over a decade of, of, of leadership as a pastor on staff at a church, I decided again to pull a different button out of a different car, which launched me in a completely different direction. And now I create courses online for leaders. I travel the country and speak. And so, you know, I, I, and I, I was just thinking about this today. I'm sure there's going to be a fourth and maybe fifth iteration at some <laughs> point, right? Who knows? So, but I'm very willing. I'm, I love, I love the ability to be, to have freedom. And if I could say one thing, as I close off this kind of intro story, I would say that I never, ever wanted to look back on life and wonder what it would have been like to do that or to do that. So I didn't want to stay, oh gosh, you know, it's so safe as a chemistry teacher, or it's so safe as a pastor. Forget it. I want to have fun and I'm willing to hit the eject button, if that makes sense. That's so good. You know, um, I think, I, I, I know we have some good questions and some good topics to talk about, but it's interesting to me that in this journey, um, it's, you know, you said you kind of 21 was the age where, where things kind of clicked maybe, you yes. know, the Lord. And so when did you first begin to discover the calling God had on you? Because obviously there's a calling of God on your life. Yes, there is. As you look back now, you know, when did you begin to discover that and understand yeah, yeah. that? That's a great question. And I would say, Virgil, that I became a Christian at 21. And out of being wild and crazy, I was always on the lookout for something that was fun and felt good or whatever, right? And so when I first became a Christian, I discovered the joy of the Lord. And the pathway that I was fulfilling that joy or getting that joy was through going to church and through reading the scriptures mm. And then I found another avenue of joy in the Lord, which was actually meeting with other Christians and having true biblical fellowship mm-hmm. in Koinonia. So, but I, I, I guess I could say that I discovered, as they say, Alice, the hole goes far deeper, right? Alice in Wonderland. And so then I actually took a summer job as a Christian camp counselor at the age of like 22, 23, something like that. And the world opened up for me as wow. I discovered that there is an entire another pathway to get to know God and to experience the fullness of him and joy. And it's through serving. And mm. so I was loving the Lord, reading the scriptures, having amazing times in, in interpersonally with him. But then I added in, of course, meeting with other Christians, but then this third leg of the beautiful triangle giving of myself and serving the Lord in real time was a pathway to experience him that sitting and reading the Bible, 
or talking with other Christians. I could never, ever get there. And so serving then became this, this vehicle of great joy, this vehicle of deeper as they would say, epinosis, right? Like mm-hmm. real time knowledge of God in the spirit. Yeah. And and I I became a service addict, right? I, I was just hungry. Now I say that in the healthiest form of the of the word, but I tasted of that and I was like, what in the world? I don't want right. to do anything other than pursue God with all my heart through serving. Now, I have to say, I was then a high school chemistry teacher. Now, somebody might say, good gracious, why did you? Why, why were you a chemistry teacher for eight years if you felt this call of God? That's a great question, and I'll answer it. My dad actually called me on the phone one time, and he said, hey, how is teaching going? And I said, well, dad, I feel like I'm wasting eight hours of my day when I could be serving the Lord. Wow. And my dad, in great wisdom, he said, well, what do you think God has in mind for the 160 kids who were coming through your class every day, you think he's got a plan for them? And I was like, whoa. So I then turned the corner and saw my vocation as a chemistry teacher as not a hindrance to the ministry. That was my current ministry. Wow. And so those kids were a means of my outreach. That's who I was at that time called to called to reach out to. Now, Virgil, my dad said something else that was very profound and changed everything. As if that first question wasn't, didn't <laughs> shut me down enough, right? His second question was this. He said, can I challenge you to, to, to work in a regular vocation, a regular non-ministry vocation for at least five years? He said, the majority of pastors, they go to Bible college, They go to seminary, they come out as green as the day is long, and they start to serve the church. And yet they themselves don't know what it's like to hold down a job, mow their lawn, feed their family, clean up dishes, and then volunteer at church. And he said, if you ever want to go into the ministry, and he says, and I think you do, Would you commit to at least five years of learning about what it means to sit in the pew and serve the Lord? And I said, okay, that's touche. That's good. Well, I ended up spending eight years. But my point is, is that when I stepped in to become a pastor, I, I, I really feel that I had such a wealth of understanding as far as how to lead a small army of volunteers because I had been a volunteer for so long. Does that make sense to you? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know, I, I think you, what you're saying right now is super important because it's counterintuitive. Most people f- don't think, oh, I want to go serve. Like it, it, it sounds, serving can be seen or can by some, or could even sound as a, Oh, I have to do that. But what you discovered is that through serving, you found purpose, you found fulfillment, you found more joy in the Lord. I mean, really, Jesus says these words, right, Virgil? He says, it is better to give than to receive. And Mm. so I, Josh, was totally pouring myself out and getting so much in return, right? Uh, Such a blessing. So profound words that my dad gave to me. He said, Try serving as a volunteer for an extended season wow. long before you become a pastor. And he said, you will be a far better shepherd. Can you trust me? Wow. And I, I did. I trusted him. And I, and I took that under great advisement, if that makes sense. That's so good. And so one thing I've learned in my life, and kind of following along your story, 
I have learned that the, the experiences, the jobs, opportunities that the Lord has allowed me to walk through at certain points of my life, there's a reason for it. And so gotcha. let's tie this in. You know, you were a, you were a chemistry teacher for, for these eight years. So how has science tied into and maybe even enhanced your yeah. ministry message, your, your calling? You bet. Well, that's a very interesting question because I truly think that God is willing to exploit lovingly <laughs> any random passion or gift or ability or hunger that we have. Yeah. And so over the years, um, I actually created a traveling gospel-centered stage show called The Amazing Chemistry Show. So think with me in your wow. mind, 32-foot stage production, fire, explosions, foam, <laughs> liquid nitrogen, all set to music, super clear presentation of the good news of Christ. Now, I'm telling you, that's pretty random, a yeah. gospel-centered chemistry <laughs> show, right? But um, through that, I've shared the gospel with tens and tens and tens of thousands of people all over the country. And so it's a real passion of mine to make the, the gospel message super approachable and super applicable and very, very, very visual. Uh, by the way, which dad out there doesn't like to see a huge explosion, right? <laughs> True. Yeah. So I have three different vacation Bible schools called Science VBS mm -hmm. and a, a traveling gospel-centered chemistry show. So here's what I want to say to any of the listeners. I really don't care what you're into, what you're passionate about. If God has lodged within you something that you like or are passionate about, mm. he is willing to yeah. grab, it's, it's kind of like the loaves and the fish. I, I, like I come to the Lord, I'm like, hey man, I don't know. All I got is I, I kind of like the periodic table and I love the scriptures. What do you want from me, right? And he said, hey, wow. here's an idea. Let's share the gospel with thousands of people with chemistry demonstrations. That's random. That's totally random. But my point is, is that, is that you don't have to create something that's anything other than the toolbox God has currently given you. Can I have an amen to that? Amen. Amen. You know, I think it's funny because I think you're right. I think sometimes we overcomplicate things. We think, oh, well, I have to look like him or I have to do it yeah. like he does. Or, and we don't realize that, I like to say it this way, that our design, our, our, our design reveals our destiny, right? Like what God's put in our hands is what he wants us to use. And I That's think exactly right. this is a great example of that. So, so chemistry teacher, right? And you've talked about this, you know, you eventually transition into this role, which is a huge role because you're stepping into kind of a pastoral position yes. and role in church in leading volunteers and shepherding people and being a kind of a, a, a key point of influence in the church that you yes. were in. Here's, here's the question. Uh, on the, on, as far as leadership and discipleship goes, what did you learn? <clears throat> leadership and discipleship when you stepped into a church role? And by the way, you stepped into full-time, right? Right away? Yeah. Yeah. Very full-time at a big, big, big church, right? So it wasn't wow. like all of a sudden I was like, hey, I'm going to be an associate pastor of a church of 200 and kind of like cut my teeth and kind of, <laughs> no, man, this was at a, this was at a mega church wow. and I was a director level pastor right wow. out of the get-go. So this thing was way too big, you know, wow. it was big, right? And so I remember, never forget this. So your question was this, what did I learn about leadership and discipleship? And here's what I would yeah. say to that. I, it was uh, 7.30 PM at night. It's, it's vivid in my memory. I had all these <laughs> sheets of paper laid out on my desk and it all had lines and lines and lines that were empty. They needed to be filled with godly qualified people to participate in the life of the ministry. And that was my job to recruit them. 
And I'll never forget, Virgil, I looked down. I could, I could tear up right now. This is how profound this was. I looked down at all those empty pages and I looked at the phone and then I looked up to heaven and I said, God, I don't think this is reasonable. Wow. Yeah. I don't think this is realistic. And then God did something amazing. Uh, this ties back to the very first uh, comments that we were having earlier. God imp- impressed upon my heart. He said, Josh, what has volunteering or serving me done in you? Mm. Boy, I had tears in my eyes and I was like, oh my word, I love you more. I know you more. I've experienced tons of joy as a result of volunteering. I know the word of God (laughs) better. You have pushed me and I have, I've really had to depend on you. Not to mention, I know tons of people way better because sitting next to them in a Sunday school class has not given me the relational connection with them that serving next to them has. So I have grown through volunteering. Thank you, God. And then God turned the corner even harder. And he said, do you think, Josh, that do you think I can do those same things for every one of those empty lines that I'm going to fill for you? Then I really cried. And I said, God, I'm in. This is not recruiting. (laughs) This is disciple making. And I, I knew in my heart, Virgil, that if all of a sudden some of these people's, some of these people would get involved in the life of the church, they quite possibly could have the same level of joy and love and experience that I had. So now I was highly motivated to get on the phone because in a sense, I was like, do I have an offer for you? Do you want to get to know God better? Do you want to get to know people better? Do you want to know his word better? And do you want to find out who you are in the Lord? And people were like, well, gosh, if that's what you're offering, yes. And so people began to serve and volunteer with us. Uh, So it wasn't filling a roster. It was truly fulfilling the highest call of my life as a pastor, which was to disciple people. And my thought was, of course, that if people got into the seat of serving, they were going to grow. That's really good. I mean, this is, I mean, actually, as you're talking, I'm getting kind of encouraged and inspired here to talk to some of my my leaders, some of my team and ministry leaders, because I think so often... Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but so often we feel, oh, I don't want to bother a person or am I going to put a burden? They're already doing so much. And we, we almost want to make decisions for people themselves, not realizing that that could close the door to the biggest blessing in their life. Hallelujah. And I have to say that if, through the lead volunteers material, one of the main things is do not say no for someone. Are right. you God? Do you know what's going on in their life? Do you not know that this, true. by the way, a lot of people are... They feel their life is a bored existence (laughs) and they want something. And God has placed eternity in the hearts of men and he Mm -hmm. wants so bad for them to experience these big things. So my call, my call to you and my push to you is, Mm. man, share the vision of getting to know Jesus Christ better and volunteering is nothing but a means to get there. So, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of people, uh, tuning into this podcast and, and yes. listening and watching this video, Josh, maybe they're, maybe they're in, in volunteer leadership. Maybe, maybe they're volunteering, you know, at their church or ministry. Um, what tips and advice would you add on? Cause you've already kind of started that conversation, but, but what, what tips and advice would you, would you give to somebody who's kind of in a volunteer leadership position? What do you think is the most important things that that person should hear? Yeah. 
Okay, so if you are where I was and you need to enlist a large group of people, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, like you're leading a team. You and, betcha. And you know you what? Betcha. May, maybe you're on staff. Maybe you're a volunteer because it all depends on the size of the church. Guess what? As I was over, in, I was over people as a volunteer. That's the level of volunteering that I yeah. was doing, and then they elevated me right to take yeah. over the whole thing. The thing that I would say now, I know this sounds super cliche, but it comes everything in ministry comes down to relationship. Now, listen very carefully. What it says in see, 1 Thessalonians 2, Paul says this, We were so well pleased not only to give you the gospel of God, but our very lives as well, because you had become so dear to us. Mm. Everything in ministry is relationship. And so, as a, he says, as a, as a mother tenderly nurses her young, mm-hmm. we gave you not just the gospel, we gave you our very lives. And so I would tell people, Virgil, when I was recruiting them, I said, Hey man, listen, I got to let you know, this is not a very good exchange, but I want to let you know, you get a lot of great things. You're going to grow in the Lord. I I can promise you a lot of great things. One of the smallest pieces is you get me, you get me to be on your side. You get me to be your friend. You get me to pour in a portion of my very own life into your one and only life. So I know it's not that great of an exchange, but if you're with me, you get me. And so it's about relationship. I would say, I would say that if you're a volunteer, man, push hard and get to know your pastors. Like look for somebody who is where you would like to be and weasel your way in order to get in front of them and spend time with them. You're, they're going to rub off on you. If you are a, a leader of volunteers, man, look for people who I call are the faithful few, right? Jesus had the 12, but he also yeah. had Peter, James, and John. And then he had that one disciple upon whom Jesus loved, John. So yeah. he had ever closer concentric circles to him. My question is, who are your three? Man, pour yeah. your life into those people, right? And it's about relationship. It's not about slot filling. That's so good. I think, I think it's easy for, I think it's easy for leaders sometimes to get discouraged because they didn't get trained. They didn't, they didn't even know where to start. You know, maybe Preach a, it. a pastor or a leader said, Hey, go ahead and start this ministry or Hey, take over this. But then they don't know how, you know, you know, we may not have talked about this in preparation, Josh, but here's a question. Yes. What do you do when, when you're a leader, but you don't know what to do? Like what, like what, what okay. resources? Where? What, what yeah. advice? You got, you yeah. Got. So, so I mean, you're telling my story, right? Former high school chemistry teacher dropped into the absolute thirteen foot deep into the swimming pool. It's like, hey, dude, start <laughs> swimming, right? Yeah. And so I think I think the first thing is, you know, what what, what did the Pharisees or the, uh, the the Sanhedrin, right, when they pulled the disciples in and beat them, and they said, hey, time out, real quick. What's up with these guys? They're uneducated, but one of them stood up and said, they spent time with Jesus. Does that mm, make sense? Yeah. So the, the, my, my, best, my best hope was that I loved the scriptures and that I loved God, right? Yeah. So who is a good pastor? Uh, is, it, is it all the, the, the wisdom and knowledge that they have? Maybe. But I think really somebody whose heart is submitted to the Holy Spirit and they yeah. love the scriptures, that is the foundation upon which to start. Beyond that, however... Truly, I look to other leaders. Man, I'm telling you, I am bold. Virgil, if you had things in your life or I saw your life cooking in a particular direction, I would, I would force my way into your life and I would, 
I would ask show, questions, ask questions. I would yeah. show value to you so that all of a sudden yeah. I could hang out with you and I would be gleaning tons. So yeah. I was a guy, right? All of a sudden I saw a leader and I was like, oh my word, man, he knows the ins and outs of counseling. I don't know squat about counseling. So I forced my way to mm-hmm. spend time with him and I took copious notes. I'm a lifelong learner, but I think like getting in there and, 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 and being a student of all things, life and ministry, that's good. Make it happen, right? But for the young leader, to be truthful, no, this sounds like a shameless plug and it is and it isn't. I truly would say to a young leader, you should check out the leadvolunteers.com material. Here's yes. why. If I only had that resource when I first started out, right? Because I had to literally carve through this dense jungle that I had no idea about. And But I got to tell you, the reason that I carved through that jungle is I was absolutely unwilling to, to experience the pains. Yes, God came through for me that first year with fulfilling on all of those names, but it was very hard work. And I drew a line in the sand and I said, Lord, I ain't doing it like this again. We got to come up with a plan. And that plan ultimately over years became a very simple process that ended up turning into the lead volunteers material, right? And so this is a website that that you've put together. This is, you know. It's actually leadvolunteers.com. Yes, leadvolunteers.com. And if leadvolunteers.com essentially is a master level online course for leaders to number one, get organized. Number two, stop the revolving door of volunteers coming in and out of your ministry and ultimately prevent ministry burnout. Now, Virgil, ministry has an enemy and it has a, a, a villain in this story. And that villain is burnout. Yep. And I think that people just are like, dude, I, I, don't, I don't have enough to get all of these volunteers into, because the, the, listen, the church is never going to be able to hire to meet all of the needs. Can I have an amen? Amen. It's never going to happen. The call of the church isn't to hire people. The call of the pastor is to build up the body That's right. to do the work of the ministry. Therefore, give me a, give me a pathway. Give me some tools. Yeah. Give me a, by the way, do you know what DIY means? What's DIY? Do it yourself. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> So that's why I created Lead Volunteers. It is a D-F-Y. It literally is a done for you resource. I like it. It's plug and play, right? So leadvolunteers.com, I would say, of course, get to know the scriptures, right? Get to know God, right? Solomon says, get to know God while you're young before life is really, really hard, right? So get to know God. But there are killer resources that can be of help to you. That's awesome. We'll talk a little bit more about leadvolunteers.com because I think a lot of leaders, especially in ministry, are going to really benefit from that. Um, okay, so so Josh, we're following along. We're trekking with you on this journey that that, yeah. that you've been on, that you're still on. Okay, throughout your transitions in, in jobs and yep. focus and all this and, and ministry calling, right? How has what you do changed over time? And then maybe thinking a little bit to, to the past, what did you wish that you knew when you were, if you got to sit with a younger Josh and have coffee with him oh, back, baby. back then, right? You know, wh- what would you have wanted to tell him, right? How has things changed and what would you tell the younger version of you? Okay, well, how things have changed is literally, I've had like three, maybe four, absolutely, completely unrelated in distinct careers, right? Hmm. High school chemistry teacher, children's pastor, and then whatever in the world you'd call what I do now, like traveling chemistry guy, now course creator, right? Yeah. So 
it, it's changed a lot. Uh, one, one, the, the constant thing has been a love and a passion for Jesus Christ and helping yeah. the church. That is the, that's been the, the consistent. The means by which I've done those, very different. I would say that I would look back and tell my younger self, don't, like, feel free, man. Hit that eject button. Don't be afraid. Hit it. It's going to be fun. And, 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 I, and I did. I, I would also say, I would tell my younger self, go slower for your mm. wife. Go slower for your wife. Because have you ever climbed Amen. Mount Everest? I've never climbed Mount Everest. But I do know that people who go to the top of Everest, depending on their biological makeup and their fitness, they sometimes have to stop at a particular elevation and wait for two weeks for their body to acclimate. Well, wow. I'm the kind of guy who can climb that mountain pretty fast and I'm willing to get a little bit lightheaded and I'll push through it. That's not the case with my spouse. And there have been, there were times where I sought to push a little harder. And so we needed as a family to exist at a particular elevation in order to get her, her emotions, her understanding of this new way of doing life, we needed time to get acclimated. So I wouldn't go so fast. Does that make sense to you, Virgil? That's a good word. And, and I can relate completely because uh, I'm like you. I can run and I can run hard for a long period of time. And we actually literally have these conversations with my wife where she'll tell me, you know, I, 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 I don't think I can keep up right now. And for, for, for whatever reason, some, in some relationships, it might be, it might be the, uh, you know, it might be the woman and the man. I, it, we're, we're all different, but yes. what you just said really hits home. Um, and I think it's a good word for all of us leaders, no matter where we're at, but especially if we're younger, Hey, uh, there's not a reason to be in such of a, of a rush oh, all the time, especially for, for our that. families. Yes. Yes. And, and, and I have pushed too hard before. And so this idea though, of getting lightheaded, right. And, uh -huh. and getting in getting elevation sickness, cool your jets, dude. Like yeah. think I've heard so many leaders tell me good leaders. They said, I, I didn't really hit my full stride until I was 50. And I was like, what? <laughs> so all of their historical life, man, this is a, I, I get it. Jesus did this in three years. I'm not divine. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. We have a lifetime and I'm willing to, I, I'm willing to do it well. Another thing that I would say, Virgil, mm -hmm. that I would tell my younger self is this. It's going to take any idea that you have or any hill that you would want to climb. It's going to take twice as long <laughs> and it's likely going to cost twice, twice as, as much. much. Mm -hmm. And that's just a fact. And so I'm not shocked by that any longer. You know, right now I'm in the process of writing a brand new online course. And it's a reminder to me right now it's going to take you a little bit longer, bro. And you're better be prepared to shell out some cash. Does that make sense? Man, that's good. That's a good word. You're, you, that would be your advice to the younger Josh and to the present me and to the present <laughs> everybody else who's listening in right now. That's what a good word. I, bet, I know that everybody who's connected right now, uh, Josh is really uh, leaning in and getting in, getting a lot from this conversation. Uh, I think your leadership journey and your, your story really, it really is inspiring. I have another question for you. Yes, please. Um, so we're in 2020, right? I think we can all agree that 2020 is a year that stands out apart from the rest. <laughs> um, this has been an interesting year, a challenging year in many ways. How have you been affected uh, in this 2020 and, you know, the whole global pandemic situation. You what you have betcha. you learned maybe in this crisis season about your leadership and on your journey? 
Yeah, yeah. So I'd say several things. Number one, um, I was traveling so much. Mm. I was literally winging and all over the country speaking. And it was, it was very fun. It was very profitable. That's fine. But now hear me out real quick. I'm mm-hmm. going to go back two and a half years before the global pandemic, okay? So two and a half years ago, I was traveling a whole bunch and I sat down and I said, you know what? I don't want, I, I don't, I can't sustain this for the next 15 years. It, mm-hmm. Being on the road and winging all over the country is hard on a man. Yeah. Okay, you've done it. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, sir. Okay, so I determined at the absolute apex, I'm telling you, I was booking out, you know, more than a year in advance. It couldn't have been going better. Wow. But it was at that moment, while things were still on the up climb, that I said, I need to look ahead. And that's when I created the Lead Volunteers course. I didn't create Lead Volunteers when the traveling was tailing off, brother. Hmm. I didn't create, I created the course when I was at the absolute apex and the busiest. Why? Because I wanted to have some, it takes a while for something to grow. Yeah. And so I started, I I started laboring super hard to create at the top of my game with this other ministry. Okay. So I worked super hard and I was still speaking and I built the course. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's elaborate, man. It's a big deal, but I built the course and then the course went live. It did great. And then when the global pandemic hit, I didn't just have a one pony show, brother. I didn't just have speaking, mm. which by the way, all of my speaking was annihilated. Mm. I, I don't even want to tell you the financial hit that we took on that side of the ministry. What wow. I do want to tell you is praise God that I had alternate sources of ministry and revenue. Does that make yeah. sense to you? hundred percent. Was not a one pony show. I had a pony, mm-hmm. I had a dog and I had a little, a little, uh, a monkey in a, in a, in a dress. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I really do think that we all ought to consider what it means to diversify yeah. in our offerings and in our gift sets. Um, it, 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 like, well, here's the hard thing though, Virgil, like, when do you decide you're going to build something new? When your current thing is starting to dog out? Right. Then yep. your new thing, it takes months mm. and maybe years for it to take off. You, you have to hit it. You, you have to be thoughtful. And that's yes. hard, man, because I was hitting it really hard traveling. Who's, how, that was the worst time to create something. No, it was actually the best time. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think it does make sense. I think that sometimes unfortunately, when we begin to start thinking of something, it's too late. Sometimes we, 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 right. we missed it. And, and because I think you're that, still savoring, you're still eating mm-hmm. on the fruit that's currently being bore. Yeah. Listen, man, I need to plant new trees before this tree gets old. That's right. That's right. That's, that's so good. Hard. That's a good word. And, and you know, what I'm hearing you really is, is that even though 2020 wasn't something you were expecting, even though it wasn't something that necessarily you knew, hey, but because somewhere on your journey, you said, hey, I want to start developing something new. I want to start thinking about something new. It allowed you to make some kind of adjustment. It did, you know, everything, you were impacted by it, but because you were already pouring into something, planting something, thinking of something, it opened up a door in, in this in this season where you didn't know you were going to need it, but it ended up being a huge door. Okay, brother, I, I can't agree more. Here's the funny thing. As soon as the global pandemic hit, I watched literally hundreds of leaders 
they're like, I better start planting. Brother, you should have been planting a long time ago because right now, when like it, it literally, it it takes, it took me an entire year to develop the lead volunteers platform. And that was fast. So my point is like, like it didn't catch me by surprise, <laughs> although it caught me completely. I mean, like, who, like whose pants didn't the pandemic pull down? You know what I'm saying? hundred I mean, percent. We all got caught with our pants down on this one. <laughs> However, I've watched some people who were unwilling to do the hard work when their current thing was peaking out. Yep. That's when you need to do the hard work. Okay. I'm preaching now. Keep going. <laughs> all right. So, okay. So when we were preparing for this, for this, podcast conversation. Um, Josh, you mentioned something that caught my attention. You mentioned that you've kind of learned in this process that you, you're not afraid of change and you're not oh. afraid of counseling. Okay. Praise, you're not afraid. Of ch- I know they're two different things, but can you just elaborate? Cause I think some people need to hear that. Okay. So I am not afraid to change. I have had massively different, distinct careers. I am willing to pull the eject cord <laughs> and totally fly through the air. I think it's kind of exhilarating personally. Okay. So not everybody, not everybody thinks that some people no. are definitely scared of that eject button. Yeah, they, they are. And, and I think it's a little bit of personality. Yeah, I yeah. think it's a little bit of, you know, you know, I got to find a new hill to climb, but I have to say, I, I do want to, gosh, I just really feel right now that somebody out there probably needs mm. to hear this very next phrase. This is your one and only life. Quit being bored. Quit doing the same thing. It's going to be fine. Do it. Do it. Okay. Go for it. Go for (laughs) it, man. And, and, you know, what what really do you have to lose? They're like, oh, my finances. Totally been there. It's fine. It's cool. Just have fun. Okay. But I am not afraid of counseling. And I have spent thousands. I'm not afraid of change, but I am not afraid of counseling. Mm -hmm. I think there is a, I think there is a sad and pathetic stigma around getting counseling. Yeah. It, somehow it's some kind of a lack of faith or you've got some dark. I don't even care, man. I'm a complex being. I'm sinful. Yeah. I got issues and I'm scared like a junior hire. Okay. <laughs> I need help. I need an outside person. I have spent thousands of dollars in professional counseling. They're like, wow, do you got problems? Yes. I, <laughs> the answer is yes. I have serious problems. So I get counseling. My wife, we've spent thousands of dollars for her in counseling. We have chosen to allow our kids at different points in their lives to to seek counseling. And it is not a sad word. It is not a scary word. It is not a, it is not, you know, this is, counseling for some people, uh, they, they think it is the last nail on the coffin of their marriage. Oh, oh, brother and sister, not true. Not true. Or, 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 or. Oh, you got to go to counseling. Like kind of like it's a bad thing, right? No, it's a joyful thing. Yeah. And doing self-work, doing self-care is healthy. I'm telling you, if I, and I've, I've made this commitment to myself, uh, if I ever become an executive pastor, because I do have proclivities and I do have kind of a, a personality for that type of a role in the local church. If I ever t- were to become that person, I would instantaneously create a line item that every senior leader has as part of their budget. Wow. Forced offsite counseling. It's like, no, 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 no. We have a counselor here on staff. No, you don't. That guy is a part of this dysfunctional team. Yeah. I'm not not talking to him. He's part (laughs) of the problem. 
Yeah. And it's not that he's not a good guy, but he's yeah. way too inbred in this organization to provide any objectivity for me. So yeah. I am very pro counseling. And I would tell anybody, and I mean anybody, especially if you're in full time full time vocational ministry, yeah. get counseling now. And another thing, this is a freebie. <laughs> it's this: <laughs> if you don't like the person that you just met with for counseling, ditch them. There's plenty of other people that you can meet with. Yeah, find somebody that jives with you. I've gone through three different people where I was like, uh-huh. ah, the guy's cool. Ah, didn't really jive with him. This dude, though, he's yeah. for life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't just give up on it because you had one that didn't, wasn't a good fit. That's like saying I got a bad haircut. I'm never going to get a haircut again. No, just find another barber. Right. (laughs) Brother preach it. So yes, I'm very pro counseling. I'm very pro. Well, you know, I think that three words that are very hard for ministry leaders, especially pastors or high level ministry leaders, three words that are hard for us to say are, I need help. Yes. I need help. Of course we have the Lord. He's our first, he's our first and the Holy spirit, our wonderful counselor. Right. But but we just, sometimes we just need, um, we need to talk. We need to listen and, and having somebody that's, that's, um, you know, safe, uh, yes. uh having somebody who's, you know, and, and, and I would, I would venture to say as believers, having a Christ, Christian counselor, somebody who has guaranteed. the same faith and the same, the same, uh, guaranteed. And, 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 that, and that their, their perspective is coming from that of the scriptures and that of yeah. the redemptive work of the Holy spirit and that of sanctification. I want yeah. that as the baseline. Yeah. But I, it, it's, it's critical. So, so good. So everybody, leaders out there, don't be afraid of change and don't be afraid of counseling. <laughs> They're not Amen. bad words. They're God not can bad actually words. use them in powerful ways in our lives. Uh, we're almost c- coming to an end here uh, yes. of this time, Josh. And it's been so fun. This has been fun. Um, you've been, you've been through going through a lot of uh, changes in your journey, in your career, right? And there's more to come. Here's my question. Even with all that that's happened, wh- what do you find is the most rewarding aspect of, of your career. And again, you've had changes in your career. What's been the most rewarding aspect of what you do? Yeah, I, I would, it, that's a hard, hard, hard question because there's multiple facets to it. Number one, I like to build. I like to create. Uh-huh. I loved creating my very own high school chemistry cur- curriculum that had national recognition. I loved creating a healthy children's ministry team that actually is carrying on without me, right? I mean, this the, the, the goal of ministry is not what you do. The goal of ministry and success of ministry is what happens if you never came back. Wow. Brother. Yeah, that's okay. good. So I left my church to pursue other things and the thing didn't crumble. Why? Because I had taken great care and great love to build this elaborate team that I was actually not necessary any longer. So that's been fulfilling. So I love to build things, whether it's a yeah. curriculum or whether it's a team. But I got to say, there's nothing quite like standing in front of a thousand people sharing the good news of Jesus Christ and exploding a hydrogen balloon. That's pretty fun. <laughs> Never done that, but sounds like fun to watch, right? Yeah, yeah. So good. You know, I think I think what you were alluding to right now as well, just just in what's been rewarding is is just legacy. That word comes to mind. Yes, I agree. I think I think you're leaving a piece of you as you're oh. going, even even when God calls us to kind of let go of a baby that we helped to birth, right? Yes. But there's something in there that's, that's lasting, especially when it's connected to what Jesus, you know, the gospel. That's exactly right. And so, you know, 
I, I couldn't agree more. And so to see, what does is, what is John say? He said, there's nothing better than for me to see that my children are walking in the truth. Yeah. And I think that that's not just, as if you read any of John's literature in the Bible, it's not necessarily just our physical children. It is those unto whom we've been leading and laboring yeah. with, right? Those are, the, you know, he says, my little children. That's, that's all of us, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, look at, as, as weird as this sounds, please notice that John's labor to write down the scriptures, it's continuing to pay heavenly dividends for yep. him. Can I have an amen? 100%. Amen. <laughs> and so in the same way, I want to, I, I do want to build things that, that, that allow others to get better without me being directly present. Love it. Love it. This has been so good. Um, I think that a lot of people, uh, a lot of leaders, uh, Josh, are interested in, in how they can connect with you. What are some of the different ways they can connect with you or find you or connect yes. with some of these resources? Yeah, I would say two things. There's really two big pieces to what I do right mm-hmm. now. Number one is the leadership side. That is leadvolunteers.com. Mm-hmm. Leadvolunteers.com. The other side is kind of the science in ministry piece. Um, and that, that, that the best way to contact me there would be kidmenscience, K-I-D-M-I-N science.com. So that's like kid ministry, kidmenscience.com. Again, look me up on social media. It's pretty simple, right? Josh Denhart or, or Kidmen Science or Lead Volunteers. But, you know, I would love to connect with people. By the way, for those who've stayed around to the end, there is, we do have this promo code, AVAIL. If you were to go to leadvolunteers.com okay. and use the promo word avail and people have, they're going to get a significant, significant discount on the master course. So leadvolunteers.com, if they, if, if, if everybody said, which by the way, I think it's a no brainer. You got to go there. And if you, if you sign up for the master class and you put avail as a promo code, it's going to be, a, it's going to give a significant discount. So leaders take advantage of that. Um, I was talking to my, to my sister earlier today, Josh, because she's a kid's pastor. And yeah. I said, you got to go to kidminscience.com. You're going to get some great ideas. You might not be able to explode things, you know, how Josh <laughs> does, but you're probably going to get some good ideas. And she's, she's seen a lot of your stuff in the past from, from Kidmin oh, wow. conferences and things like that. So that's really exciting. And, uh, and, and, and by the way, everybody connect, find Josh Denhart. He's easy to find on social media. I will mention, uh, Another thing here, Josh, you're familiar with the Avail Journal. Uh, for Absolutely. those who are watching a video right now, they're seeing this beautiful Avail Journal. Uh, the Avail Journal, I want to I mention this, and then you could tell me some thoughts about it, but the Avail Journal, there's actually a, a special promo right now where you can get a free annual subscription. Check this out, Josh. It's not just one. It's a free annual subscription of the Avail Journal by going to availjournal.com and this journal, it just feels good, Josh. It you, does. You've had it's, some articles in each one of these journals. I, I, have a, I have articles in every one, and they are, I got to tell you, what I'm impressed with is it's not only good content, it is laid out beautifully. Yeah. Like, it's pleasing to the eye. It really is. It yeah, really I think is. it's a great thing. I think it's needed as well right now. Yeah, you know, Dr. Sam Chand uh, and the whole team at Avail at Martine, man, they're just they're just they're just seeking to do quality. You yep. know, one of the things that I remember growing up as a Christian and as a as a pastor's kid myself, growing up, I remember always thinking, why does the Christian things always have to be like subpar? Cheapy? Yeah, subpar. why do they gotta be like less, less good or not as Preach. excellent? And so I love, I love talking to you because you're kind of a guy who let's do it good. Let's do it all out. I love the Avail Journal. I love the Avail Leadership uh, um, concept because what we're doing is we're telling leaders, don't just be subpar leaders. Don't just be an okay leader. 
be the best leader that your community could ever see and experience. Absolutely. The best leader your church could have. And so, man, I hope people take advantage of that Avail journal. And, and you got some articles uh, um, yes. in these journals as well. Yes, absolutely. And I would say I, I, I resonate so deeply and that's a, an entire different podcast about my <laughs> ethic, about yeah. excellence, right? One of my second value, five very strong values. My second one is overwhelm by excellence. If you're yeah. going to experience something for me, Dude, I'm not putting it out until it is top quality, right? That's good. That's good. Hey, Josh, this has been so good. Um, we're, gonna, we're about to wrap this up in a minute here. Can yes. you just, just let go of some final thoughts? What does what, what the Lord put in your heart? Some final thoughts that all the leaders, everybody connected to the Avail Leadership Podcast can just take from you uh, in this podcast. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think for me, something that really resonates deeply with my heart is be a leader who cares for other human beings, right? Hmm. And be a listener, be somebody, listen, they are, people are not going to remember every last iota of what I said, but they're going to remember, man, Josh Denhart actually cared for me. He made me feel hmm. like I was a champ. He made me feel like I was a leader, right? And so I think that's really, really, really important yeah, I want to have good quality content. I don't want to be a dope and say dumb things. But <laughs> I think what I really want to do is make people feel as if I've not only given them the gospel of God, but I have actually given them a portion of my very own life because they were that dear to me. Amen? So good. You know, just adding value to people. That's that, right. I think that's that's the heart of a, of a leader and, you know, let, let me just take a moment, um, yeah. Josh, on behalf of our, our team at Avail to say thank you. Thank you for your leadership. A lot thank of times you. as leaders, we don't always hear the thank yous. We Amen people that. assume that we hear them, right? And I want to say thank you for your consistency. Thank you for your perseverance. Thank you for your tenacity. And thank you for your creativity. I think from, from your journey to being, uh, from being a chemist and a high school chemistry teacher to being a children's pastor, you know, to come being a content creator and, and, and innovating in ways that now is adding value and, and helping people all over the place. Right. Thank you for your, your faithfulness to the Lord. Thank you for being sensitive to what your wife needed in that journey, because yes. so many of us and so many young leaders are looking, you know, to your example and, and, and you've been such a great blessing. I think you've done great things, Josh, but let me just declare by faith that there's greater things that the Lord's going to do through Praise. you, I through will your ministry, it. through Amen. your calling. We're just proud of you, brother. Thank you. I will definitely, definitely receive that. And those are good, good, good words. And uh, it's a good thing, man. Thank you. This has been a lot of fun for me. I've had a great time today. For sure. Well, everybody uh, who's connected to the Avail Leadership Podcast, thanks again for connecting with us. We hope that you've enjoyed this conversation. I know I have. I'm ready to blow something up. I want to watch some right. Josh Denhart videos. I want to get on to leadvolunteers.com to get some great uh, resources and check out that masterclass. Uh, I, want to, I want to go to kidminscience.com and, and share some of that with my kids ministry people. And uh, uh, thanks again, Josh, for being with us. Again, if you haven't, gotten the annual subscription, free annual subscription of the Avail Journal. You can do so by going to availjournal.com. Uh, we hope that you take advantage of that offer and we hope that you can connect with us next time here on the Avail Leadership Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this fun leadership conversation with Josh Denhart. Be sure to check out Josh's websites at leadvolunteers.com and kidminscience.com. Also, claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. 
And if you'd like to connect to our growing leadership community on Facebook, visit availleadershipconnect.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Leadership Podcast. Yeah.